This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And a very good evening to you. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Welcome once again to the, well, fantastic... I mean, we went to all this trouble of having, you know, five in the podcast and then just it went down to three and now it's back up to four. I don't know what's 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 <laughs> going to happen next. My name's Craig Priest, if you've not joined us before. Uh, to my immediate right, Mark Plum. Very good evening to you. Evening. Uh, to my second right is Mr Cam Felton and his Ooh, stupid hat and... I think very questionable, questionable growth of beard. How are you doing, Cam? You all right? Ah, uh, not bad. You auditioning for a part in a Christmas panto by any chance? As a, like a father elf or something with the way that beard shaping up. It's oh, very no. questionable. It's oh, very no, gappy. I'm not. Oh yes, it. No, I'm no, 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 I am in a panto, but no, not quite. Oh dear. And also we have got with us uh, Mr. Nathan Edge as well. Nathan, a very good evening to you. Evening. Welcome back. Thank you. Where have you nice been? To be back. And I was just saying, I think I've done one podcast in the last four, and that's uh, not very good uh, appearance, is it? Really? It's so, not. It's uh, a very bad appearance, right? We might have to discuss I've had good. Country. I've had good reasons for it. I mean, let's be honest. But uh, I think from now, especially leading up to Christmas, I should have uh, 100% record. So we should yeah. be all right. We should be good. We need to get the big guns back, don't we? We just need Simon back, and then we're back, back we're up back to five. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were going to have five tonight as well. My dad said he was going to join us, but... I, is he bottled it? I don't know where he is. He's so. it. If anyone's <laughs> seen him, if you let us know, then fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, welcome once again then to the podcast. Obviously, we're here. Uh, hopefully, we're having a few uh, connection issues by the look of it tonight. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? Well, it's, it looks like it's back on. We'll touch touchboard and hopefully that's uh, going to stay connected. If you want to get involved with the show uh, tonight on the live feed, uh, you certainly can do. Leave us a comment in the comments uh, box <coughs> below, or if you want to, you can tweet as well at MTFC Matters. Let's start as ever then, um, whilst the tea is still fresh. And there's one biscuit left. I brought us a packet of biscuits. I've had one. You lot seem to have. There was eight. We've had ours, so that one's yours. Okay, there is actually some maths to this. Yeah, maybe we'll leave it there. It didn't take me three attempts. Well, well, (laughs) maybe we'll leave it there, and we will potentially use that as a prize later on because we've got a very special (laughs) quiz uh, coming up later on for you. But we start as ever with the connection question this week. Obviously, Stevenage coming up 
on Saturday. So the question this week is, the Stags first played Stevenage outside of the Football League in front of the TV cameras in October 2008, losing 3-2. But I want to know which French loanee defender was sent off and gave away a penalty in that game for the Stags. Mark, do you think you know? Yeah. Not in a way. Cam? No. Nath? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. That used to be a catchphrase for the show. I'm quite glad it's gone, to be honest. Really? really? Why? Let's discuss this before we talk about (laughs) the I I, I don't know. I just... uh, You always say probably, and, uh, well, it is. It is the only exclusive Mansfield Matters podcast out there, live on Facebook and everything else so there's probably. no problem about it <laughs> probably probably yeah, probably. Uh, I mean you know there always could be one I just don't want to get sued so I, that's why the word probably was there but there you go sort them out well fair enough fair play. well let's do it we'll channel, our, we'll channel this is our, our this is our show right <laughs> no one out there can take it you're inventing we'll, we'll, we'll sue them some people try to nick off features but that's beside the point you yeah. are in full ranting mode this I'm, week, I'm ready let's have it it's, I'm getting ready for, for two a weeks week is, uh, I'm ready for a week of fired up already yeah two days before then but I'm ready for it <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder of that connection question then uh, the Stags first played Stevenage outside the football league in front of the TV cameras in October 2008 losing 3-2 but which central, uh, which French lonely central defender was sent off and gave away a penalty? And I can assure you, it wasn't uh, Nathan, who seems to be fully, fully angry uh, tonight. <laughs> Mark thinks he knows. Nathan says probably. Cam has got no idea. <laughs> Nothing new there. If you want to get your comments in, uh, you certainly, um, <laughs> blow, blow on certainly right. can do so uh, as well. Jason says, "Come on, you stakes." Uh, Paul says, "Evening, good evening to you, Paul." And Steve says, "I witnessed a great performance by Alfie Potter on Tuesday. Two cracking goals. We'll talk about that." Uh, later on in the show and look who's just popped up on the, the viewers a certain Simon Mercer who I hope is hard at work uh, this evening Simon great to see you sorry you can't be with us once again but we'll look forward to having you uh, back at same um, uh, we'll look forward to having you back at the same time next week when a comment comes in I'm trying to talk and read the comment at yeah. the same time I can't multitask there you go we need we need some women on this panel really yeah, yeah, they've got Mark so it's close enough I suppose Ooh. 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 You had a bromance going off at the start of this podcast. What's going on? Do you want to swap seats? Do you want to swap seats so you don't have to sit next to him? No, You're right. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get up. There you go. They'll make it Simon says, evening, guys, as well. Evening to you, Simon. Hope you're well. Right then, let's get straight into the podcast. I feel we've gone off on a bit of a tangent already, and we're only, what, five minutes in. Let's talk about, obviously, the weekend. Coventry away. And Nath, what a huge victory that was. Well, I was absolutely gutted because I was supposed to be going. And um, very, the very last minute they put the, my league fixture back on. So obviously I had to go there and, um, and play in that. And they put a friendly on as well. So I was also thinking maybe I could get from Hereford back to Coventry in time for kickoff. But then they put another one. I was like, oh, cheers, guys. It's a friendly. Who cares about those? But... Um, yeah, I mean, we, nice to see you're still committed to the course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. England caps are just—I don't need these now. I'm oh, England well, that was well. England, so you know, whatever. Um, no, I mean, we took a fantastic following. I think obviously every sport that was there—it's going to be one of those that remains in the memory for a long time. I wasn't even there, and I think I'm going to remember it just by watching back the videos over and over again and listening to the the fans singing. But like I say, overall, it has to be the fact that we've uh, gone to you know a big side in Coventry, which they are. They probably think they're bigger than what they are, but they are a big side in this league, and uh, we got all three points, and that's uh, the bottom line. I think that's what really matters because uh, it could possibly touch wood. It could be the turning point for the season. I think. 
Cam, I think, you know, we looked at this before, didn't we? We were talking sort of last week and we were saying, you know, if this if we can win this game we can go on a, a real run and it was as we looked at the fixtures in last week's show, we said that this would be the hardest fixture of them all. And we managed to put in the performance like we did. Is that you know? Is that going to fire us on this month? Is, is that the catalyst now for something good? I hope so. And to be honest, from the performance that we had at Shore Lane the Saturday before, to compared to the what we had at Coventry, I think the first fifteen minutes were very similar. I thought that we were a bit slow getting out of the blocks and gave them too much space. But you know what? Once we got going, we were fantastic. And not not only was it the players giving their all, but I think a lot of the game where we needed. <laughs> a little bit something extra to get us through these rough patches in the game where we were just slightly struggling with the pressure. I think the fans that took went down to Coventry and back of the team really did help the team today and, th- and Steve Evans has um, mentioned that a couple of times in his pre-match, um, uh, his post-match in his midweek conference. Uh, Alex McDonald mentioned it as well in his post-match as well and I think it was down to just the commitment that the team had got that day. And I thought they were really good. And it's just nice to actually have a Mansfield team that actually cares. And not just... <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're just doing really it's a parrot joke, don't worry about it. Oh, come on. But, um, Nathan's got a parrot, we're taking the mickey out of Nathan. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> but, yeah, um, <laughs> it was a really spirited performance, but it was also a really great atmosphere. And I think the players really, really needed that on that day because it was it was a really tough game and I can't say that we dominated the entire game but once we got something going, got the chances in, started pushing further forward and we finally got the reward at the end. And Mark, I think one thing which was, was key in that as well, obviously we managed to get the goal, we managed to break the league's tightest defence yeah. but also at the other end we kept a clean sheet, that's invaluable. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'm gutted I couldn't go to the game, but on the clubs I follow, like, you can watch the full match and it's in full. So uh, I was just impressed with the whole performance of the team, really. You know, we looked solid, organised, and, you know, we should have had a penalty at least. You know, I think it was Hemmings that got tripped down in the box. Yeah, the late one. That was a clear penalty. Rose got booked for diving for one before that as well. But, but yeah, it was a, you know, like I say, a clean sheet, three points, and hopefully now we can kick on and go on a run now. Yeah, certainly. So just looking through some of the comments, keep them coming in on the Facebook live feed tonight guys if you're listening to the audio version of this now available on Acast as well as iTunes as well so we're getting out there in the big wild world boys it's finally taking off it's only taken it's only taken 16 episodes it's finally (laughs) taking off it's all good fun Um, (coughs) well that's it we'll peak towards the end we'll peak towards the end we'll win an award at the end of the season it's going to happen exactly Um, if you are listening on the uh, audio version you want to join us live every Thursday 6.30 on Facebook Uh, looking through some of the comments then Jason says uh, it was brilliant Uh, Simon says what a goal by Alex McDonald but also just to say what a performance by Logan to keep us Mm. in the game he's starting to show what he's worth agree yeah and I think um Obviously, he got a lot of criticism at the start of the season. Uh, rightfully so, he made quite a few costly mistakes. But I think credit not only has to go to, to Logan, but has to go to Steve Evans because obviously he saw, um, you know, what he saw someone in Logan, and he obviously had a lot of confidence in him to keep him in the squad because he could have very easily. He does, it, he does it with a lot of outfield players, doesn't he? At times, where he very easily takes them out for 
underperforming well he, he stuck by Logan and I think we're starting to see why he stuck by Logan and you remember a few months ago Mark when we were sitting you know on this panel and, and saying let's get Aleshnik in and yeah. you can't really shift Logan at the minute can yeah, you that's off to him I mean I go as far to say he's been one of the best performers so far I think you know I mean it's been brilliant the saves he's made and he's coming more commanding and yeah I think he'll be got the potential to be a top keeper for us Question from Simon has, has come in tonight saying, question for you guys, why don't we start having a go at goal from 20-25 yards as it proves that sometimes they do go in? I mean, sometimes I think that's true. I think we have been a little bit guilty of trying to walk the ball in, haven't we, Cam? Yeah, we're just, I think we're too much of a creative side, trying to pass it around too much. And I think that's something we've struggled with earlier this season, actually getting a ball into the box. We've got uh, Hayden White and um, Paul Anderson or... Nicky on Mal Benning, whoever was at wing back or right mid or whatever, we just struggled to get it in the box. So we were struggled to get chances because that's where most of our chances was coming from down the wings a lot of the games when we'd got these wing backs in. But ever since we've gone to the four four two, we've not. I won't say that we've struggled, but I think we have tried too hard to walk it in. And I think now that we've well, we're unbeaten in what is it six games now, something like that. I think we've finally started to get a bit more confidence about us and we're actually wanting to push forward and take a shot, not just pass it for the easy option. Try and find the harder pass that might turn into something a little bit better. Yeah, certainly so. Paul says uh, on Facebook as well, we simply have to win on Saturday. Must keep the run going now well into the new year if we're going to be in with the promotion shout. And I think it is exactly right. We've struggled but this time of year sometimes to to play against teams away from home at home as well and the pitch has been a little bit heavier momentum now is really keen if you look at our fixtures what we've got coming up obviously on Saturday Stevenage and then Port Vale in midweek and then of course uh, the big one in a few weeks time the C word um, <laughs> there's no reason why we can't get you know wins 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 is there? We, we should um, and I think uh, if we're going to be realistic about Playoffs, I mean, I know there's a long, long way to go left in the season, but if you're going to be, if you're going to be realistic about playoffs and uh, promotion, then these are the games that you've got to win. You've got to take points off your, your Stevenages, and you've got to be beating the teams like, like, like Port Vale. Um, and I think so far this season, we've actually performed very well against sides who are, who are up there. You know, when you look at the likes of Luton, we played very well against them, we should have won. Uh, obviously, we've got a result against Coventry, and uh, so we've done well against North County. Beat them. I mean, that's a given anyway at the moment, isn't it? Uh, the way we play them, but um, we've done well against the sides up there. But we haven't done the same against the t- sides down the bottom. And I think we've got to got to put uh, get results against them now. I'll say it's Man- Mansfield just turned up for the big game so far this season. I think point proven. Your Chester, uh, your Lincoln's, your Notts Counties, your Grimsby's. Lutons for the most of the games and definitely Coventry it's just these little games like your Colchesters your Newports where you need to be should should be winning games but we just seem to struggle even Exeter we have played them didn't we as well yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So you that's, a, that's another it. team yeah you look at it we have done so well haven't we against the big teams but what what is it like you say is it because we're are we lifting ourselves up for those games and, and rising to it rather than and then, then the other games we're not is it commitment? What is it? Why are we not getting the results against the lower teams? That's not an attitude you can take, though, is it, Mark? You've got to no. go out. You're professional footballers, and you, you've yeah. got you. You know, you've got to look down as well as up, haven't you? You've got to to know that they're going to be fighting for points, and you've got to get yourself fired up. Yeah, it's just confidence, isn't it? And hopefully, we can get the momentum going. And listen, you get confidence, and that's it. You know, you find it much easier to get through games. 
Uh, Michael says, what did you enjoy about the day on Saturday? Uh, disappointed um, to say this, supposed to be a Premier League standard stadium. I was really di- disappointed in the disabled area, being in a wheelchair. It's the areas at the, field, at the one course stadium are much better and bigger than that. Can't comment because I wasn't obviously in those sort of areas, but it was different, wasn't it, to go from it was Shaw Lane to, to that. I was disappointed with the parking at the end. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> took a while to get out. Oh, I, I thought it was. I thought obviously they've very well drilled in sorting out their situation, so getting people out of the ground. But I think just how the ground is built and shaped. And actually where it is is a bit of a, a nightmare to get to. And I think that's in, um, cause obviously it comes straight off a big roundabout to get in there. If you're not quite paying attention, you miss the car park and it's not... There were signposts, but it wasn't signposted very well. And then inside the ground, it, everyone would just... Well, the stewards weren't much help at all. And I think... Do you know what's just dawned, dawned on me? We're sitting here having a conversation about facilities of a ground... That's the only thing we can moan about. It's the comparison yeah. between you go from Shaw Lane of all the places one week and then you're playing with somewhere as a fantastic ground such as Coventry. And it's just really contrasting on how football can change within a week. It's, I think one of the things that makes me think as well, I mean, obviously, uh, was it was Andy who commented? Um, yeah. I forgot his name, sorry, but... Um, Michael. Uh, Michael, sorry, yeah, obviously he's not had the best experience, which is which is frustrating. But um, I think one thing that for me to 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 just sort of look back on is think where we were, where we was a few, a few years ago. We, we were playing away, you know, a Saturday at Coventry, a gun, how many thousands uh, seater stadium, you know, very new, um, very nice for you know for, for our league to be uh, you know taking part in a league fixture, uh, a ground like that. It's a lot better than uh, when we was at you know the likes of Braintree away and uh, Barrow and stuff like that. I, I, you know, it's it's just nice, I think, to, to especially getting results there, but to be even just back in the league, I think. Yeah, let's go back to on the pitch then and uh, have a few things uh, looking at that. We've obviously mentioned the clean sheet. Um, I saw a stat the other day as well, which says something about um, Mansfield have got one of the best clean sheets away from home in 2017. <laughs> I think nine clean <laughs> sheets, which. It's astounding because uh, you know this uh, certainly some away games where we've been to and we've been like you know how has how has this happened? But the point I was trying to I'm trying to make is obviously to get a clean sheet Saturday is one thing, but one thing we forget is that once again because Christian Pierce was out suspended, it was a different back four and Diamond and Bennett haven't played together in a comp- competitive fixture. I was expecting to see Diamond and Digby, but just goes to show what two individual good players that Diamond and, and Bennett are, doesn't it? So it also it also shows the strength and depth that we've got in the squad. Someone as influential as KP, obviously, um, David Murphy's out injured as well at the minute. I think it just shows how strong our team actually is for someone like Bennett and Diamond, who are, in most teams in this league, would probably walk into the team's and that they're play they're being players that are being held out of the squad because we've got all the performers, and I think not only it shows how determined they are just to keep up the pressure when they're playing in like reserve team games or whatever or in training or whatever, and then to actually go out and repeat these performances out on the on the big stage in the first team in a league fixture as well. Mark one for you. Um, Helen says, who would you play up front on Saturday? Obviously, Danny Rose. Uh, booked against Coventry's fifth booking of the season which means he'll miss Saturday's game yes. uh, home to Stevenage obviously uh, it looks like Liangor's probably going to be ruled out a little bit too far away which leaves 
few options, doesn't it? So what do you do? Do you go for the obvious and put Spencer up there? Do you go for Sterling James or... Do you go a little bit outside the box? What would you do if you were the big man, the big scar? Well, it's a good eight. eight With eight. the accent, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Can't do it. No. It's well, bottled, I, don't, I, don't bottled it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Spencer, like lad. Moving on. Moving on. No, it's, it's one of them. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good eight to have for the manager, but I mean, me personally, I, if Angle's not fit, then yeah, I'd probably have to say Spencer. Because I don't really see Sterling James as a, as a striker. I see him more as a wide player. I think he's more influential like that, isn't he? I think he's got he's got that pace similar to CJ Hamilton in, in some respects. He's got mm. the pace. It does, and I think if you were playing a formation I know, say like four three three, and you had and you wanted to play like that, I think Sterling James would be a good fit up front. I think he's more of a winger than a striker, but he's also a very good impact player. Fair enough, he, didn't, he, he was unlucky not to grab a goal opening game of the season away at Crew, but I thought he did very well in that game, actually just making the team a little bit more attacking and getting the team further upfield when opposition legs were starting to tire. So even if we played um, Jimmy Spencer and came Haynes up front for the first half or the first 70 minutes, 75 minutes or whatever, and we need a goal, then bring him on and just see what he can do. Cause Simon he says... Can if Angle's injured, he'd go with, with Sterling James. Comment from Paul uh, as well. Says, I had a chat with David Murphy earlier in the week. Lovely guy to talk to and his injuries mending quicker uh, than was otherwise thought. But, Nathan, you've got a look, haven't you? you know, since Murphy's been out injured, you know, Digby's come in at centre-half, which I can talk about openly about Digby without Simon jumping <laughs> in and, and getting on that. Um, Digby's played in at centre-half alongside Diamond. He's, he's filled in there a couple of games. He's done relatively well you can see why he's highly valued in that position Bennett's also an out and out awesome centre half you've got Pierce coming back from suspension Diamond's their captain so pretty much you would say 99.9% he's sort of immovable in terms of that back line it's going to be a very difficult task for Murphy to get back in isn't it I think it is and I think I mean it's it's a good thing to have you know a good problem to have we've got a very very strong back line which is uh, which is quite like I say, quite a nice predicament to have. Um, obviously, with with Bennett, he's more versatile. He can go on the right. Um, just makes me wonder. You know, um, Evans has said in in the press. I don't know if it was, I think it was last week where he said in January there's likely to be some players going out and some players coming in. Um, have we got too many defenders? You know, when you've got everybody out back fit. There's going to be a lot of talent there that aren't going to be getting in the team. Well, one man who fits that category quite well is obviously George Taft. He's for me was one of the, the best defenders at, at the club. It, you know, he can operate centre back, left back. Awesome long throw in which I thought we could have utilised. And he came in, had a really solid game, and then the next game he was out alone at Cambridge. Yeah. I don't. Just to be honest, I, I, I rate him. I, I do. I yeah. want him to come back in January and and and, and stay with us. And oh, 100%. I think that left side he's. I think that's probably our weakest area at the moment is the left side. Johnny Hunt's done well. Uh, Mal Benning's not done as well as he has done previously. Um, so I still think that, that position is still up for grabs, in my opinion. Controversial comment time. <laughs> um, do you think that when Evans was talking about ins and outs in January, judging by you know, the how well Johnny Hunt has done, for me I think he's the number one choice at left back, do you think that Benning's time at Mansfield maybe over with potentially a move to bring back George Taft as a bit of a cover and to push Johnny Hunt I'm not sure to be honest because you look at you look at the strength that we've got in the team I think Benning's a very good player 
and Johnny Hunt's a very good player and I think they're both good for different games I think Johnny Hunt would be more suited to be a left wing back same as what Hayden White is a good uh, get rid of right him in January back. as well Hayden but White Hayden the chopper it's, it's, it's not, oh, that, was, liability. That, was, that was a shocking tackle liability. I think that's probably one of the worst tackles he's done but I can't but, say but it. last season he was pretty good it was alone. everyone says that I obviously like for those who don't know I didn't watch any game bar the last two last last season part timer work <laughs> it's called work it's called earning a living to put these biscuits on this table thank you speaking of biscuits um, yours is it yeah I know I'm, I'm, saving, I'm saving it for later in the show it's a prop yeah. It's a prop, <laughs> and you're not, you're definitely not winning it. I'm fixing it. <laughs> um, the point is, obviously, I saw two games, and I watched the first one. I saw was the Portsmouth game because I managed to bank to to be able to get and work that game instead. I saw that game, and I thought, right, I'm going to reserve judgment because I want to watch the squad. It's a new squad for me, uh, and then I watched the Crawley game. And five minutes into that game, we were doing commentary, um, and I turned to my co-commentator and I said, "The one player who's going to let us down in this game is Hayden White." I've not been wrong since. Every time I've seen him play, I've never seen him have a good game bar, Everton in the Cup, in the Checker Trade. He's a liability. He's not been well received. I mean, no one can hide that fact. No. And I, I would put Bennett out there in, in, in his place, really. Yeah, even uh, though I prefer Bennett at centre-half. Well, yeah. But, but the last yeah. thing, we know that um, Paul Anderson quite, can quite easily play right back. Yeah, yeah he can. And he can play it very well as well. Mm. Um, it's just... I think there's some players that can just play pretty much any position. You can play um, someone like David Murphy in left centre, right centre. You can also play as a back three as well, along with Digby and whoever else. Yeah, Digby, another uh, every, one who can operate right on back that, and diamond as well. Everyone on that back line just seems to be able to play yeah. across the line. You don't just play a specific <clears throat> place. And I think it just if we've got a gap in one place, you can move a player across... And whoever specifically plays in that place can go there. I think it's it's a headache for Steve this season. I think before, obviously, last season he brought in quite a lot of new players. A couple of players went out on loan. I think this season, to decide who stays and who goes is going to be a tough one, to be honest. Yeah, Coming same. back to what you said about, obviously, the prospects of Mal Benning possibly even... I think you, you probably might be on something there uh, when you think about it. He's one of the players you know, that's been in the club for a long time before Steve Evans arrived and he, and he likes to have his own players, doesn't he? We know that. He, doesn't try, he, doesn't, he hasn't kept many. And you know, I've always been a big fan of him but yeah, I think for a good couple of seasons now he's not really been performing apart from those few crackers he scored. Yeah, I think that's, that's what lifted him up a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think <laughs> with the extra competition because he's not really had competition before. That's it. Isn't no, it? he's got somebody pushed him. I don't think he's wrapped it. It's not well, it, yeah. it? No. Some so players go into the show, don't they? And some, yeah. some players take it, but <laughs> but if, if that happened, if he went and Joy Staff came back in and took his place, I don't think I'd be too disappointed. As, as much as I'm a big fan of Mal and I think he's done a great job for us. Oh, we wish him well. He'd be one of those players we wish yeah, well. But absolutely, everything everyone has a lifespan, don't they? Really? <laughs> uh, let's go back to some of the comments. Um, Paul <coughs> says Mal Benning will be gone. Uh, Simon says Taft would have been a first choice defender uh, for Mansfield as well. He also had the pop about Digby, but I'm not going to justify <laughs> it. We're talking about it. So uh, there you go. Um, let's um, just talk. Just, touch finally on, on commentary before we move on we're going to be talking uh, the reserves we'll talk the kids and uh, a comment which Michael's put in uh, the comments as well talking about Steve Evans we're all going to talk that because it is a year today since his appointment hence the special quiz and hence the biscuit prize which I can guarantee you Cam will not be winning <laughs> um, let's uh, just finish on uh, talking about commentary then 
I've been critical of Steve Evans, whether it's been in this podcast or in newspaper columns or in blogs or whatever, uh, talking about substitutions sometimes. Mm. Sometimes the lack of them, sometimes the wrong one. But I will say this, on Saturday at Coventry, the substitution won us the game. Definitely, and I think it takes him quite a while to register who to bring on sometimes. If you look at some games and they're like, their players are starting to tire and he won't bring a player on for 10 minutes. And your players always get this extra burst of energy towards the end of the game. We need to kill them off before they get to that point. And we've not been doing that. I think a perfect example was uh, Luton and Exeter. And I think he's learnt from his mis- mistakes and I think he saw that on Saturday. He's made a change, we've scored and we've managed to hold on to a win. And I think that's one, that's one thing that we've really struggled with this season. It's getting the lead and holding on to it. And I think we've finally started to turn the corner now on that one as well. Fingers crossed on that. And I just think, you know, t- talking about that uh, as well, um, it's just like we made that substitution and we drew McDonald, who played in a central role, and he played it really well. And then we just drew him wide and he lost his markers, two or three markers, and then it just... It improved, didn't it? He it, it, just had that space around him, managed to get that shot away, and it's those little things which really help games. Yeah, it is, and I think it was not only down to us playing the ball really nicely as well, but it was down to the Coventry's legs were tired, their heads had gone slightly, the players were obviously he's dragged the centre half out of his place. Had he have been in place still, then Macca wouldn't have had as much time, he wouldn't have had much space to get his shot away. And I think that's. I think not only was it down to us creating space, but I think it was down to making the sub at the right time, noticing when their players are tired and not quite in it. And I think he's he's done it quite well. Yeah, certainly. So let's move away from the first team then and Coventry. Let's take a look elsewhere. We are going to talk Steve Evans very very shortly. So get your comments in on Steve Evans. We want to know uh, on that has anything changed in the past year, and is project promotion still on the cards if uh, you want to get involved with that leave us a comment uh, below or you can tweet us at MTFC Matters as well let's look first and foremost then at uh, the reserve team through to the semi-finals of the Central League Cup two goals from Alfie Potter uh, at Rainworth beating Notts County again yeah. <laughs> and, uh, fantastic uh, stuff from that um, as well uh, nice to see that uh, Potter's getting on the score sheet but once again the reserve team with 11 first team players mm. in there mm. how frustrating is it that it's on a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> I think it's rather annoying so I, I say I finished college at 1 o'clock and it's really annoying because I like to go to the reserve games when they used to be in the evenings now it won't be too bad getting to Rainwood from Mansfield but it's just too much of, of a mess around and I think it's I think it's down to what Rainworth can do, to be honest. Not that. Now, obviously, I, I want, to, I do enjoy watching clubs, you know, get support at grassroots level. And there's no reason why games like that couldn't happen at Rainworth on a Tuesday night. But maybe if the club wanted to to make some money, I think you'd easily get a hundred. They wouldn't even need to play it on the actual pitch. You could play it on the training pitch on the top. And just have a barrier down the side for people to watch. Yeah, I'll so say, people too quit on the gate. You make killing on the bar. Yeah. We've mentioned it before, and I think it's just whether the club would want to go back to the reserves at the ground again because it's not only is it having the time to do it, but it's, it's also but it's also down to the extra staff because obviously they need someone on the day on the gate. They 
uh, if you've got extra fans coming, you'd probably need extra people behind the bar to serve, extra people in the ca- in the in the kitchens, and all these different jobs. Whereas if you're somewhere like Rainworth, it helps them because it brings in them a little bit of money in. It's supporting them with their club because obviously they run their, a very nice tea shop as well in there, and you proper actually mug. get a proper, proper mug. mug. <laughs> great. We thought it were great in pre-season, but. It's that sort of thing. I think that's the only reason that it's still at Rainworth is because that we want to support the local teams around us as well, as well as do well ourselves. And talking uh, about that as well, obviously, talking about how, uh, helping local non-league grassroots teams, obviously the Clipston friendly coming up as well. Looking forward to that one. We'll think a couple of us are going down there. Aren't we? I think me and you are going. Yeah, Cam. I'm going. Yeah, uh, Nathan, I'm, I'm either going. Either going. I'm in Hereford. I can't. I'm not quite sure my dates yet. But we'll find out. But we'll, <coughs> fingers crossed. We'll we'll try and, and we'll do a little bit <coughs> of that. We did that impromptu podcast before the FA Cup uh, sure game in Shoreline. I'm sure we might do something down there as well, just to. Um, you know, um, while we're on the community thing, I think this was a, a thing shared around quite a lot on Facebook. Uh, the drummer on Saturday made that much of a racket; he smashed his drumsticks in. <laughs> now it went round Facebook, and Mark Eastwood from um, Let's Drive Let's Pro. Drive Pro I hope is, I got the right mark. If I just give someone else a different company, but yeah, um, he's paid for That's twenty quid. No mention, but he's <laughs> paid for some new drumsticks for the drummer, and I think it's the club's come a long way as well as the team has and I think you look at these younger fans they wouldn't come to Mansfield when they were younger because they were oh nobody cares little Mansfield but now we're building quite a reputation and it's not only is the club doing on the field well but they're also doing off the field well and I think it's a great community spirit at the club at the minute as well and that goes through the um, the grassroots as well because Talk about the youth team now as well. Obviously, Mansfield have made it through to the the in the in the first team, made it through to the second round of the FA Cup. Uh, the youth team have gone one better. They're through to the FA Youth Cup third round. They beat Rotherham uh, by a goal to nil, I do believe, and uh, set up a home tie with Crystal Palace. Youth team really developing well, and, and John Dempster Nath is showing that he's just a, as good a coach as he was a player. Yeah, I think. Um, to be honest, I think the club knew that would be the case as well when they appointed him. He's that sort of bloke. I think when you. You know, if you've ever met him and it, whenever you're hearing interviews you can tell how he comes across and you can imagine him being a very good coach um, and I think that that is exactly why the, the you know the, the team are getting the results they have done I mean <clears throat> when you look at when we you know when we go back in the league we had to literally build it from nothing um, you know so it's really great to see each year on year them getting better and better and they do keep getting a lot of success don't they so um, you know it'll be a matter of time before some of these players are going to start pushing on through to the uh, to the first team, and I think we will get some real gems. Yeah, and Mark, obviously, you know, as Nathan said there, yeah. hopefully to try and get some gems from that. Yeah. How important is that for Mansfield as a club to develop one or two, two or three young kids who can blood in the first team, maybe sell on for profit or whatever? How yeah. important is that for the development of Mansfield and to attracting players to come to the club as well? Oh, it's massive. I mean, a club of our size, you know, we, we rely on what, you know, young players coming through and credit to Steve Arms as well, getting it back up and running, you know, and obviously look at the future and it's bright, you know, young players coming through and hopefully, as we say, getting the first team when you look at Jack Thomas. So hopefully we can have all of them, or if not better. Yeah, certainly so. Helen's on, in the comments says, uh, no reason why we can't get into the playoffs and climb into those promotion places if we are consistent. Completely agree. Uh, Paulo says, agree there, Simon. Digby has to prove his worth. 
Shocking. Shocking <laughs> behaviour. Shocking behaviour. Uh, one of Simon's previous comments was uh, that I, I've got a favouritism for Digby. <coughs> you might be right, but I just see something in him that is just a little bit different. But how you feel about Digby is how I feel about Byram at the minute. <laughs> well, I was spanning on that because I mentioned it to Craig's dad and you on Saturday, and it's every time. I'll be honest, I weren't really listening. I switched off when you when you opened your mouth. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> but it's just, I think uh, Byron is one of these players. I think he needs the right partner. I don't think he's had it this season. I think that's where his bad performances have come from. But I think Saturday he did prove. Most of the time, he proved me wrong. And I th- thought he was a good player, and these odd stray passes where it should be a simple pass, and he's oofing it twenty yards, and he's kicking it straight out of play. And I think it's actually for Saturday was probably one of his poorest games, to be honest. See, so it wasn't. It wasn't great. Yeah, he didn't play. But, but I do believe that <coughs> before that, you know, he has been playing well. But I did think Saturday was probably one of his. We did miss him, and you could see we'd missed him yeah. when he came back into the yeah, side. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's uh, take a short uh, break from talking about the hero. Now we're going to move on to one of the features now and play for that biscuit, which Cam isn't going to win. Uh, but please do keep your comments coming in. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, one year of Steve Evans today. Of course, a year ago today he was appointed as Mansfield Town Manager, succeeding Adam Murray, uh, who we'll be talking about later on as well as we continue to. Um, uh, talk about upcoming games things like that as well um, but keep your comments coming in have Mansfield progressed in a year under Steve Evans and do you still believe that project promotion can happen keep those questions coming in and because it is a year of Steve Evans I thought we'd do a homage to Steve Evans by doing a bit of a, uh, a quiz loosely themed on, on Steve Evans so uh, all the questions you should be able to hopefully get because they're within the last 12 months. Can you remember what you were doing a year ago, Mark? What, what were you doing a year ago today? Uh, See, no idea, Cam. <laughs> Thursday night, soup kitchen. Nathan, what were you doing a year ago? Something in Hereford. Something in Hereford. <laughs> yeah. Is that something in Hereford that you can't say or something in Hereford that you just can't remember? Yes, yeah, so Thursday night, so it probably had been running the massage clinic, so nothing exciting. Well, there you go. Uh, I've got ten questions about Steve Evans' one year in charge of the Stags. We're going to do a nearest two questions to decide who starts. All you've got to do, that is keep getting them right to keep hold of the prize, which this week is... This one remaining biscuit, which I haven't had chance to eat yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're playing for my biscuit. Uh, basically, Cam, I hope you win because if you win, I'm eating that biscuit. That's that, that's it. Right. You've you're upset him. Yeah, you've really. And you, I wouldn't say annoyed me, but you've you've upset me. Oh. Have I upset you? You've, you've, you've upset me tonight. I'm not going to go into too it. Too late for an explanation. Yeah, too late for an explanation. But uh, <laughs> feel feel the warning is what I would say uh, right then so we're going to do uh, a nearest two question then and um, decide who goes first so I want to know a bit of maths for you and yes it did take me three attempts to work it out uh, what number do you get when you combine the age of Steve Evans his assistant Paul Rayner and then add the shirt number of Danny Rose one of the most improved players under Steve Evans so I want to know the nearest two number when you combine the age of Steve Evans his assistant Paul Rayner and add the shirt number of Danny Rose I'm going to make you go first Cam because you look like you're struggling and I just think it's funny so what, what do you think you're going to go for give me a number uh, 106 106 okie dokie uh, Mark what are you going to go for Give me a number. 111. 111. And Nathan, what are you going to go for then? 105. 105. Well, I can tell you the nearest two. I'll say 96. 
you were going to say what? I was going to say 96, but I'm way too low. Do you want to change it? No, I think 105, because if it's low, anyway, I'm going to win, so... Well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, you have won. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Cam, you were kind of half right, to be honest. Simon says 140. Um, you're kind of half right. Uh, the age of Steve Owens, 55, uh, plus the age of Paul Rayner, 51, and then subtract... Mm. I've done this wrong, haven't I? I have done this wrong. <laughs> hey. Oh, dear me. I have done this wrong. I've written it down as add the shirt number of Danny Rose, but what I actually did in the working out subtract was subtract, it. so I'm going to go with that. And then subtract the <laughs> shirt number of Danny the Rose. No, 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 he's not the winner. Like, I've, just, I've just written the script wrong. It's fine. Like, all right, all right. It's so fine. Nathan's uh, the winner. So the answer was... Uh, I <laughs> fluked it. Yeah. Well, there you go. This is... Right, I put this so it's not the maths, <laughs> it's the English. Right, let me just clarify this. I had to start work at half past one this afternoon. I was writing these questions at five to one. Okay. Fair enough. I should have gone a bit early. Well, yeah, should have done it. Yeah, well. <laughs> I had a long late night last night, but Failed there you go. <laughs> Fail. There you go. Uh, so the correct answer, uh, when you add the ages of Steve Evans and Paul Rennett and then subtract the shirt number of Danny Rose, is uh, 74. 55 plus 51 is 106, minus 32 is 74. Uh, so, Nathan, you get to go first. So you've got the biscuit in your possession. Okay. okay. What you've got to do is just keep answering the questions right <coughs> to keep hold of the biscuit. If you get it wrong, it's going to pass to Mark. And Mark, if you get it wrong, it's going to pass to Cam. And then Cam, regardless of what you say, it's going to pass back to Nathan. <laughs> that's, that's about how this works. All right. There's well, only ten questions, so uh, it, it shouldn't last. It, you know, it's so fine. It's it, 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 no time. Yeah. So there you <laughs> go. Uh, are you ready? Yep. Okay. Question number one, then Nathan, to keep Come hold on. of the biscuit is. Which one of Steve Evans' former clubs did he face on his Stags managerial debut? I've already forgot the name. I knew it was going to be them as well. Like before even you asked a question, it begins with S. About as much as I know. Can I have a guess? Um, Which of Steve Evans' former clubs did he face on his Stags managerial debut? Nah, go. Pass. You can't pass. You've got to give me an answer. You've got to at least try. Daily Bridge. Stay, uh, wrong. Crawley was the answer. Oh, was that? Oh, okay. Crawley. I thought it was that. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> no. Crawley was the correct answer. So that Mark on the biscuit is in your possession. Uh, question two is how many of uh, how many of the players who started in that match that day? So not substitutes. How many of the starting eleven currently remain at the club? How many? He's trying to think. He's going through the mental note. How many of the, the starting 11 who started that match that day currently remain at the club? Got to push you for an answer. We ain't got all day. We've all got lives. Wrong answer. It was three. Anyone tell me who they were? Nothing. No prizes, but... I want to say KP. Yep. Mal Benning. Yep. Bruce Bennett. Correct. Uh, with and Danny Rose was on the bench as well that day but Randy so, Wands there you go yeah. uh, so Mark you've got the wrong so the biscuit is in Cam's possession <laughs> it's Don't... technically Craig's possession thank you but... um, yeah. Evans was in charge after the group stages of the Checker Trade Trophy last season Adam Murray got us out of the groups when he was in charge uh, we reached the quarter finals after being knocked out by Wickham but which two teams did we beat during the run under Steve Evans' tenure in the Checker Trade Trophy last Carlisle season Carlisle and Oldham uh, Carlisle and Oldham is the correct answer. And the correct order. And, uh, yes, it was the correct order as well. Um, Paul in the comments says, uh, guys, is, is it just my PC or have we lost the broadcast? Please let me know. Uh, I think it might just want a little bit of a, a, a refresh in your internet portico. So we've still got it on our feed here, but it does look a little bit slow tonight. So apologies if there is any uh, 
uh, blips in and out, but we are still broadcasting from <coughs> what I can tell. So there you go. Um, <coughs> so you're still in possession, Cam, and yep. the biscuit. Good work. Uh, which senior player did Evans single out for praise, saying he will be more than welcome in his backroom team after his playing days were finished? Oh, Jammer. Jamie Maguire. Thank you, Jamie Maguire. Correct answer. Biscuit's still in your possession. Question five. How many Stags fans made the trip to Crew to watch Evans' side on the opening day of this season? Is that a nearest to No, answer? it's uh, exact on the money. <laughs> That's harsh. Don't care. 1,302? Oh, you, you've got three digits right. It was oh. 1,392. Oh. Uh, so, That's... Nathan, back with the biscuits, okay. back with you. Could have yep. been within 100. <laughs> yeah. That was a poor question. <laughs> Moving on. Nathan. He's definitely not winning this biscuit, is he, to be honest. In fact, he's he struggling to get a lift over. You, you wanted to win it, though, except you get the biscuit. Well, I'm not really that bothered, to be honest. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> I just don't want him to win it, and he's Rude. definitely not going to win it. Uh, Nathan, you're in possession. For how long? Uh, question six. Steve Evans inherited a squad which included three former players of his from uh, previous clubs. But who were they? Oh, I knew that was coming. I don't know if I can name one. Um... Any ideas? No, I, I, I've got no idea. Okay, uh, I'll pass that on then. Uh, any idea? Mark? I think I've one. Cam, do you know? I've got one, definite. Go on, give me your, give me your thing to know one. Will Atkinson? No. Scott Shearer? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scott Shearer. Scott Shearer. Uh, Rotherham, he played that. And Crawley. Yeah. Uh, the other one was Mitchell Rose. Briefly at Rotherham, yeah. yeah. and the other one was Kevin Hurst. Oh, oh. Alec Isley. Can we promptly wow. shipped out on loan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, so we are with you, Mark. Question seven: Who inflicted the first defeat on an Evans Mansfield Town on Evans's Mansfield Town career? Which team inflicted the uh, the first defeat? Gonna have to push you. Well, give me a name. I just wanted to. Go on, go I for it. I'm gonna say Morgan. And who was the other one? Carlisle. I ah, should have gone for the other one. It yeah. was Carlisle. You see, yeah, there you go. Uh, Cam, it's with you. Uh, which one of Evans' previous clubs did we pray with? Uh, which one of Evans' previous clubs did we face in a pre-season friendly, sending mainly the under 21s? Which team else I think of? Oh, uh, Stanford. Correct answer. Correct answer. So, two questions to go. You're in possession of the biscuit. Good time uh, to get it wrong now. It's a bit near. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on you. If I got it wrong, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get it back again. That's the thing. Still there you go. Uh, according to Wikipedia stats, because this is a very rushed quiz, as we've already established tonight, <laughs> Evans has taken charge of 55 competitive games over the last year. How does that break down, though, into wins, draws, and defeats? <laughs> <laughs> What sort of mood was you in when you wrote these? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh god, I need to get to work. Sort of mood. Um, <laughs> oh jeez. 36 wins, uh, 14 draws, and tw- tw- uh, 16 losses. How does that even add up to 55? I don't know. <laughs> I just put some random... How are we supposed to get that exactly? <laughs> That's the point of the quiz. It's supposed to be tough. <laughs> it's 
horrible. I record. tried to work that out then because I, I saw a tweet earlier saying that he's won 48% of his games. I was slightly annoyed when I saw that tweet earlier because I thought he might give, give away the game. Yeah, well, so I it look, it's still pretty <laughs> hard to work out. So Yeah, because yeah, then you won't know the lot yeah, of what, what did you, what did you say? Two, couldn't you? Oh, no, I can't even remember. <laughs> we know what I'm getting 24 wins, 15 draws, 16 defeats. So oh. you weren't far wrong, but you're just slightly out of one of them. Uh, so, Nathan, it is with you. Come on. So it's either going to be you or Mark who wins the biscuit. Or left. So Go this. this is the last so question. Damn it. <laughs> but this is a, a tough question, I'm not going to lie. Isn't No, it is. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, Simon <laughs> says calculator for camp. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> if we get, maybe if we do Mansfield Matt's Secret Santa. There we go. Yeah, sorted. Yeah, yeah. sorted. Um, here we go, Nathan, to win the biscuit. And we know it's a good one. I mean... You are a biscuit connoisseur, aren't you? I you am. like the biscuit. <laughs> I love them. And these are foxes. This means a lot for me. Like, like crunchy white chocolate chip. They, they taste divine, I've got to say. They are yeah. quite nice, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, Mark's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's not bothered about it. He's just like any biscuit. Yeah. He's like a biscuit. Pressure's on you, Nate. I feel it. <laughs> a stag face Blackpool on January the 2nd this year the first game of Steve Evans 2017 how many new signings made their debut and who were they and who were they oh my god oh. I'll give it a biscuit now um, I'm going to go for five don't know if that's right or wrong like. well I mean I think we should just I think we'll just guess it five, five names and I'll go for there's too many people he's bought this was last year wasn't it January this January year January this year oh this year Um who did, he, who did he bring in but not okay, I can, I'll, I can, for... I'll give you a clue only one of them's still with us yeah that doesn't make it any easier no it doesn't does it no it really doesn't Um <clears throat> Who's been and gone? Um, oh my days! Uh, I mean, he really wants this biscuit, so this yeah. is really hard for him. So isn't this it? is yeah, breaking my heart. I know oh. quite a few of them. I think. I mean, kind of tempted to give you a bit of a helping hand, but give us some initials. Like last year, I'd, I'd probably will right. score and get them, but some initials. Come on. All right, I tell you what. I tell you what I'll do. You were wrong with five. Oh great, good start. <laughs> it was four. Ah, oh, well, one oh, close. <laughs> And what I'll do is I'll give you the four initials, but you have to get them all within 30 seconds. Oh, great, yeah, okay. Calculator. To win. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Stopwatch. Ready, Cam? After I finish the last one. In fact, now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one by one, right. and I'm going to do 15 seconds for each one. All right. Fair? If anyone gets through the home as well, I'm well impressed if you do. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to play. In fact, no. 12 seconds. Go 12! 12 months. One second for each month. First one. <clears throat> JK, go! JK. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> goalkeeper, JK. On loan. JK. Stop. Stop. Oh no, he's got it! He's got it! Just in time! Oh, JK. Okay. <laughs> ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. YA, go. YA, um, Frenchman. Johan. Yeah, go, go on. Yeah. I'm going to give him that, I think. That's time. Yeah, we'll give him that. What is it? Johan Arkham. Oh, I was going to say that, but I was like, no, that's not him. Come on. 
Two more. That's two more. Two more. Got Next it. one. Um, everyone guessing on the comments, by the way. Here, here. They didn't Some... I'm useless. I I'd can't say, say it's 50 50. Is it? It's hard. <laughs> mate, this is not easy. This is not an easy street podcast. If you need, it's if not. you want that, you better join somebody else, mate. Should have. That's it. There right. um, we go. Third one. BW. Cracking midfielder now on Leonard Doncaster. BW. Ben Whiteman. Got it. Correct answer. Nice. Five seconds. I'm gonna say Bruce Willis Ooh. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just because wow. it's the first name that okay. came to my head. Like, <laughs> that would be a cracking side of yeah. 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 Right. I'm, give, I'm just going to give the initials for this one, but all I will say, he's the only one that remains, which you probably worked out by now, haven't <coughs> That's something that hits. Yeah, to be honest. Here we go. JB, go. JB. Cam loves him and hates him. Yeah, Joe Byron.
And the second part of the question is, are we still promotion candidates? Well, yes, we are, because we're going to get better. But I would say that this season probably hasn't been how most of us expected to, to be. Um, for, I don't know if that's the right reasons or wrong, or whether we were expecting too much or, or, or not. Uh, just To me, I feel like we're just doing it in a typical Mansfield Town fashion. We could have the best players in the world, and I still think we'd do it this way, to be honest. So it's just our club, in it? Excellent, mate. Perfect. I really enjoyed that biscuit yeah. as well. well, you're welcome. Uh, get your comments coming <laughs> in, obviously, <laughs> on that point as well. Uh, have Mansfield made progress in the last 12 months under Steve Evans, and is project promotion still on? Cam, what's your uh, views on that? I think somebody's outside this room watching the That's podcast what I as well. My <laughs> dad might be back home. Hello, good evening, how are you? You alright? No, he's not answering, he's dead. He'll, he'll, he'll come through that a minute, remember? Well, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a delay. But I think we've massively improved, and I think not only is it down to what Steve Evans has brought in player-wise, but I think it's down to the crowds coming in as well. A lot of these games, like your Exeter games... That's how I But I think it's... The club's massively improved, and I think it's down to the hype that was given to the team this season. I think a lot of fans have turned up hoping for that. They've not got that so far. But we're starting to get there, which is also drawing the crowds in as well. And with such a busy period coming up as well, and I think, obviously, the highest attendance all season is no doubt going to be the, the Chesterfield games. We've, we're selling blocks that we've not sold blocks for in, what, three, four years. So to get that sort of interest for a game like that, I think it just shows that the, the faith in Mansfield from the Mansfield public is starting to come back. Mark... Obviously, a, a year of Steve Evans, as we say. Yeah. Um, a year ago, when we were waiting for a manager to be announced, yeah. did we ever think that we could get Steve Evans? Did we think he was too high for us? And is that still a problem? Um, I don't think so, to be fair. I mean, you know, obviously, he was out of work, but it was one of the managers that, yeah, his name was being mentioned, but nobody ever thought for a second that he'd ever be considered. You know, because he's seen the clubs he managed and obviously doing a good job at Leeds, you know. You'd, you'd have thought, well, I mean, he could easily manage a championship club now, to be quite honest with you. And but, that, I think that's reflected, isn't it, in how every time there seems to be a job coming up, that's yeah. what does it... Does that hamper us now? Has that hampered us in the 12 months? Because it seems, the always seems to come around in a spell where we're not doing too great. Yeah. Oh, Evans is going to leave us for Gillingham, he's going to leave us for yeah. so-and-so, he's going to leave us for Oldham, he's going to leave us for this Scottish side, he's going to leave us yeah. for Kuala Lumpur B team. <laughs> you know, yeah. that does hamper us, doesn't it, I think? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you see what it's done before, but, you know, going back to see... Um, over a year we'll progress definitely not just because of Steve Evans but the Radfords I think year on year that we've improved and off the pitch as well massively the youth structure and the trading facilities that's being built for us and the players we've got you know we're only going to get better as the season progresses I think we are a little bit way off where we want to be but I think you know this time of year we expect hopefully now to go on a bit of a run and show what we're all about How bold of a move was it from John and Carolyn to appoint Steve Evans now I don't want to stir anything up too much but let's just say with a manager of Steve Evans' calibre, I don't believe that you just pick up the phone, he's shopping in Waitrose or driving to Waitrose on which store you believe, um, with Paul Rayner by his side as well. It's a bit weird. Um, I don't believe that that's just a phone call which happens. I think that's a bit of planning, for planning on that. So how bold of a move was it from John and Carolyn to decide that Adam Murray had taken us as, as far as he could take us and it was time to try and bring in a bigger name they knew they'd have to invest money. They knew they'd have to put a bit of money towards it. How bold of a move was it at that point? 
I think it was very bold, and I think you, you look, it was just coming up through Facebook memories, so like years ago and that. And I think you look, there was just a couple of names in there that were thought really random ones, like you, uh, I think it was like Nigel Atkins was up there, former Southampton gaffer. Nobody thought we'd get him, and we'd got a couple of others floating around as well. But then Steve Evans comes in at the last minute, nobody was expecting that, and everyone sort of ripped it off, ah, oh, we're not getting him, we're not getting him. But I think it was it was a bold move, but I think it's paying off. And I really think I think the charge that we put in at the end of last season, I think, started to get the 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 hype about Mansfield up and rowing. And I think what he's done so far this season hasn't quite lived up to that. But I think we're starting to move in the right direction. Before we were struggling a bit mid table. Yeah, we're still mid table now, but we're eleventh and we're what, two points off the playoffs? It's this sort of time of year where we need to be very edge of the playoffs, if not in the playoffs, if we are going to mount this promotion charge at the end. Nathan, what about you? Obviously, <laughs> it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like Cam says, we do need that momentum. But for me, this do you think the right move was made? Is it something that's going to pay off for John and Carolyn? Or is it, if perhaps Mansfield do falter and don't meet the targets, are we going to be left with a huge wage bill? and then a bit of debt in two or three years' time and then appoint a manager from within who's not going to have the budget to, to keep us firing at the right end of the table. Well, is, is, that da- is that danger there? I think, first of all, I remember this point a year ago, well, well probably a bit earlier, when obviously uh, Murray sacked got, or got resigned, whatever you want to call it, uh, resigned himself, whatever. Um, I remember actually tweeting, I was very upset about it, I was thinking, that's what time, what have you done? Um, because I just didn't well obviously I was a big fan of Murray anyway but even though things weren't great I still felt he was a good manager but was getting a bit stuck there but I just didn't see us bringing in anybody else any any better um, and then obviously Steve Evans came in took us all by surprise and um, I, I very quickly took back that tweet and uh, I, I, you know, I should have had faith in uh, John and Carolyn because obviously they, they knew what they were doing and I, like you said I don't believe that's something that was just done overnight I think someone was in the planning and I think it goes to show the fact that John and Carolyn didn't invest the money with Murray they could have easily given him the budget and to go out there and go and get who he wants but they just didn't trust him to do that whereas Steve Evans come in and um, they, they know he's a man that they can trust with that money so I definitely felt like they made the obviously the right decision and yes it hasn't been the best start to the season but I think one thing even though we've getting a big push for this season to be the, the the promotion season I think even if we fall short we've got another season at it I don't think they they would just wipe their hands with uh, Steve Evans at the end of the season and say no you haven't given a promotion that's it I think the two seasons he'll, he'll get if he hasn't achieved promotion in that then it may be a different story but I'd I think I trust John and Carolyn to, to do the right things and uh, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah, well, fingers crossed we, we can go through that. And I guess the, the the thing is, for me, obviously, as I say, I didn't watch when Evans came in last year, but he said in, in the press today that he believes things have changed at the club. He's paid a lot of credit to Paul and Tina Broughton. He's paid a lot of credit to, obviously, John and Carolyn. Obviously, we've made developments on the training ground. The facilities have got better and improved, which uh, I guess comes with him. I think that would have been part of the deal to improve the little things in the club, which is great for the future as well because it doesn't just impact on the here and now. But one thing um, for me is, you know, 
we've made these additions to the playing squad we've made these additions and we are going to go places but it's just can we sustain it but I've looked at the players and obviously we mentioned earlier it sort of came up a little bit in the quiz there has been an overhaul of players a big overhaul of players mm. a change in quality but the players that have left <coughs> who have left from the Murray reign we're talking uh, Christian Pierce. we're talking Reese Bennett we spoke a little bit about Mal Benning uh, as well you know Danny Rose in there as well all of the players that are remaining from that Murray reign which let's face it is not very many now to be honest they have stepped up their game and they've done wonders CJ Hamilton in there as well and they've yeah. got about him they've really stepped up their game and I think Evans has had that effect and none more so Mark than Danny Rose yeah exactly I mean obviously when you see what he did season previous I think it was at Berry when he scored over 20 odd goals and you couldn't understand why he wasn't playing him and when he was playing he was playing him out of position I mean I think that's that was more his biggest downfall really. I mean he played players out of position but you know again Steve Evans comes in a different change of management you know they've been there and done it got the best out of them and uh, we're seeing that yeah and I think is it testament Cam to the work ethic of Pierce, uh, Bennett um, Rose Hamilton Benning that they are still with the club now rather than have gone the way of, of the others who Murray brought in and are no longer there I think it is and I think it shows that how far the club have come but only in the last few uh, months more than anything I think that when Murray left their heads could have dropped and thought oh there's going to be another manager coming in we're probably not going to get played blah 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 whatever but I think over the last few months of last season when Evans was had still had brought in new players I think they they carried on performing and I think I think it was more down to a confidence thing a lot of the time you look at someone like Danny Rose that Murray brought in he's already this season he's already equaled his goal tally <coughs> for the entire of last season within th- two three months and I think it's just down to the confidence thing and I think Reese Bennett is starting to get there I think now that because a lot of players have come in, in in his position took over his territory same with KP as well and I think they're trying to up the level and I think they're getting there now and I think this, they are some of the best players that we've got if you look at some of the players that we've already got as well Final bit on the Steve Evans year and to reflect on that first year with him uh, in charge now, let's clear something up first and foremost was he in Waitrose? Was he on his was he on his way to Waitrose? Was he chilling out with Paul Rayner playing PS3 football football <laughs> manager? Where was he? Which story do you believe? Where was he? Which story do you believe? Was he in Waitrose with Paul oh, Rayner? Yeah. In which case, why was his assistant manager carrying his shopping? Was he on his way to Waitrose? In which case, why was his assistant manager going shopping with him? What was he doing? What do you reckon? For yes. a bit of fun. I reckon I don't think he's in wait with all I reckon he was uh, I'm going to go for that because I'm a football manager I do I don't think he can I don't think he can stop well you can't can you no Cam what do you reckon he was doing I didn't know any stories or anything so this is all I didn't know probably an Aldi <laughs> Mark I wouldn't really say the right words thing. I think there was just conversations over a phone. I think that's. Think that a bit of yeah, uh, a bit of a somewhere, you know, like maybe in a hotel. Maybe to try and be a little bit kind to Murray a little yeah, bit. I think it would be the a, whole. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit tongue. It came out of the blue, yeah, like, but where really we've had three or four weeks of negotiations. Yeah, I think the shopping thing was like tongue in cheek kind of thing. As much yeah. as I love Murray, I actually think that they probably made an approach for Evans in that summer. 
and he was he just said I'm not ready to go back into management yet come back to me in three or four months oh, yeah. <laughs> I reckon he was I reckon like Nathan said he was around his house big screen 30-40 inch TV playing football manager on it with Paul Rader stood next to him in a suit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's I reckon John and John and Carlin went, went round uh, and they, they saw I bet Stephen was pointing at the screen saying look look where I've just took you and he was like you know year after playing with top, stags on FM yeah on FM <laughs> top, of, top of league so look this is what I can get you and he actually put in a cheat for a bigger budget so this is what I need I need this sort of budget and that's how he did it so uh, that's, that was a done deal there I think, fantastic yeah, and they did buy the football manager disc from Waitrose so there might be some truth to the story after all yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's uh, just talk about a little bit of a wider issue in League 2 before we wrap things up for today good comment from Michael actually following the uh, report by a well known um, news outlet um, on the cost of football do you think the cost of League 2 football is worth it this season Cam you've been through <laughs> a lot of games this season spent a lot of your mum's money what do you think is it worth your mum's money that you keep borrowing yeah. up your mum to go through these games? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm even at the minute. I've paid up. But I think some journeys have been worth it, some haven't. And But as, as an overall, I think so, yeah. They've not always been the greatest performance, but we've got results or vice versa. We've got, we've had a good performance and not got the result. But I think, the, I think by far the best away day that we've done is Coventry. And that was definitely worth it. Coventry tops Lincoln? I'd say so, yeah. It's I think just the atmosphere. It is. I'm even more good to There were more, yeah. there were more fans there. <laughs> it it was a hell like of a lot louder. And to be honest, we dominated the entire game. And I think that's what got the fans going so much as well. I wouldn't say we dominated the entire game. We dominated, we dominated 70 minutes. We were under the cosh for the first well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you're yeah. you going you to get that. Oh, of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mark, same to you. Obviously, you know, has the cost of League 2 football. Is it fair for what we're seeing? this season or could it be a little bit easier on the wallet uh, it could be I mean you look at this time of year obviously you've got to think Christmas shopping I mean for myself obviously you know saving up for a place it's obviously difficult to get to games and stuff but I, I mean when you look at it some grounds yeah like later on last season I think it was like what 26 quid yeah not County, I think that's quite expensive in a way but I think most of them are pretty decent value so can't really complain too much, but I mean that's that's what we're for as fans to get your money's worth, really. Little thing called inflation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, really? And really. Imagine what it would be like after Brexit. That's a different podcast entirely, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Brexit. Now we won't yeah. talk about that. Uh, not political. What in <laughs> one in the sense whatsoever? Couldn't care less. Basically, uh, let's move on uh, very quickly uh, from that and let's round things up uh, for this week. Then, obviously. Um, Two big games coming up this week. We mentioned it before. Obviously, it'd be great to try and go unbeaten for this. And it kickstarts with Stevenage at home on Saturday. Average season so far, 13th in the league. But it's these games, Nath, we've got to go out from start to finish, be professional and put three points on the board. Especially at home. Yeah, we've got to do it. I think uh, anything less than three points on Saturday, I think, will be a disappointment, especially as we've had such a good uh, result against Coventry. And it's it's a good opportunity now. The, the fans are going to be going to be loud I hope I hope we're going to get a decent uh, crowd in um, I think the players are going to be very confident so I think we need to build on that and uh, take it as an opportunity to really catapult ourselves up at the league Cameron then following that Port Vale on Tuesday night struggling at the moment obviously relegated from League 1 last year we've played them uh, in the Secretary Trophy group stages uh, last year struggling uh, for, for form just outside the, the drop zone which is otherwise known as the Chesterfield zone um, <laughs> but obviously you know they have slightly improved over, over recent weeks but that's a really tough tough trip isn't it on a Tuesday night it is but I think it's um, 
And the other one we've got to win, and I think an, another massive part of that is going to be the crowd support, because I know there's quite a lot of fans that have already got the tickets. It's not too far, hour and a half down the road, so it'll be a decent following, and I think a lot of that that's what's got us through these games a lot of the time. These tough games that we've needed to get through, it's been the fans. And as, if the fans turn up, the players always turn up. I don't understand that with Mansfield. It's either one or the other at the minute. You need both, and I think... Because sometimes we are quite easy to get on someone's back, and I don't think that ever yeah, happens. I know it's frustrating, We were but... quite intimidating on, on Saturday at Coventry. There were six and a half thousand fans there. You could barely hear them all game. Mm. And fair enough, Commerce is a very intimidating place, but our fans are very intimidating. <laughs> and if you can, if the players react to the game as well as the fans do, I think we can go and get a result. And I think we just need to come out of the blocks early and not have a slow start because that's where the, the lower teams are going to get us at the start of the game. Mark, nothing less than six out of six for you? No, you look at the games, they're all winnable. I mean, no disrespect to the other clubs, but we're playing club side, you know below us you know so you think on paper yeah but it's just like anything take each game as it comes but especially at home for me, you want to make you know Field Miller Fortress really and hopefully we can continue that yeah fingers crossed it'd be nice to get two clean sheets uh, as well uh, to obviously also confirm this week uh, that Paul Cox and Adam Murray will be back at the One Course Stadium with guys in the FA Cup a heroic victory for them mm-hmm. over Accrington Stanley on penalties two saves by Johnny Maxted the um, the Geisley keeper uh, five years and a day on from when Mansfield beat Slough in the FA Cup on penalties under the uh, management of Paul Coulson and uh, <laughs> a year to the day since Adam Murray left the Stags as well so mm-hmm. if ever there was omens that they were going to win that game that was it yeah, we'll yeah. talk more about that in the build up to that as well but I have to say this I'm really really pleased that that we've got Geisley in the next round obviously it's been moved to the Sunday potential bit of coverage on, on there on final score extended highlights and, and what have you but Adam Murray obviously as, as a manager didn't do fantastic things with us but he tried as he always yeah, did yeah. but as a captain and a leader he was phenomenal and for me I think he's one of the best captains I've ever seen uh, at Mansfield and obviously Paul Cox is his manager had great times under him as well but they both left and they both never got the opportunity to say goodbye and more importantly we as supporters never got the opportunity to say two words, thank you. And that's what we really need to do when they come back. Obviously, we hope we beat them to get through to round three. Yeah, thank you for the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the win as well. Yeah, <laughs> but it's important just to say thanks for what you did, thanks to where you've got us, good luck with what you're doing, and then pummel them into the ground. Uh, yeah. But the, it's, it's great to see them back, and we look forward to that. We'll talk mm. more about that in upcoming podcasts as well. Let's move away from the football for a moment and talk... Uh, Charity and walks, Nathan. It's coming ever closer now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got your practices in. Well, that's it. Tell yeah. us a bit more about the the memory walk. Obviously, uh, the walk, <laughs> memory walk, and <laughs> um, the the walk. Because it's because it, it's, it's for yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. outside of society, of course. Tell us a bit more about the walk. And obviously, this is something you guys, you and your dad, have organised for many, many seasons now, and it's always yeah. seems to be successful. Just tell us more Very, about yeah. it. I mean, like, it's, uh, so it's a week on Saturday. Obviously, the big game uh, when we play Chesterfield at home. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, we're doing the the walk uh, again, like we did it. We did it in 2013 when we walked from Mansfield to Chesterfield. And we had about 32, 33 of us walking then. Uh, we we walked down there, got the one 0 win, danced back. So that was a very successful day. That one was just for guide dogs. We raised three and a half grand, and then uh, we did it again when we played Knox County last season when we won five 0 So again, as you can see, there's a common theme here: 100% record, good wins. 
and we're hoping to uh, make make this one extra special. It's our third one, um, and this year because we've uh, become quite close with uh, uh, Kevin and, and Susan Bird. Uh, obviously, Kevin is sadly uh, suffering from dementia now. We wanted to, like I said, make it extra special, and we're splitting the charity uh, proceeds between Guide Dogs, which has made a big difference to me, and uh, the Alzheimer's Society, who have been very supportive uh, with Kevin as well. So, um, yeah, that's on the 25th. I mean, if anybody's watching and uh, they're willing to dig deep, we're all doing it. Uh, well, along with we, we say we're all doing it, aren't we? You're doing I, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, sorry, boys, but I'm, no, I am doing it. I was going to say, I'm doing it. I'm strong up if you didn't. Yeah, we've got so here. We've got record numbers. I think we're up to about fifty-six people now signed up for it. So it's phenomenal. It's really amazing. Yeah, it just shows how good. Um, we've even got some spa rights joining. Uh, so let's hopefully, hopefully they enjoyed the walk, but go home sad. Uh, <laughs> but um, of course. You know, amazing support by everyone once again. And uh, like I say, if anyone uh, is willing to sponsor us, please do. It's all going to two fantastic charities, and you can do so by uh, going on uh, Virgin Money Giving forward slash MTFC Walk. And, and we'll uh, put all the links to that in, yeah. on the podcast page as well. And we'll be smashing that out on this very yeah. Facebook page. It should be an amazing day, though, I'm looking as well. To it. I mean, if I've got to get up before six o'clock in the morning, I just <coughs> you need to donate for that, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Uh, as I believe it, though, you did go over to, to Chesterfield the other, the other day with your dad, did, yeah, dressed yeah. in stag shirts uh, as well. And yeah. I believe there were a bit of banter flying about between the Chesterfield players there and was, dad, wasn't there? I it? mean, you've got to give them credit. They haven't got a lot of, you can't give them credit for much this season. But uh, Well, you can, being in the bottom two, because it's great. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> great for us. <laughs> well done, boys. You keep it up. You're doing a superb job. Absolutely. Uh, but no, yeah, they were. They obviously spotted the, the Mansfield Town shirts and uh, started booing us, but... Um, they did come over and uh, they've took a sponsorship uh, sponsorship sheet and they uh, they're, they're having a collection for us as well. So uh, you know, let's hope that's the only good thing they do on that on that Saturday and that's uh, giving us money um, and obviously free points. That's all we need. Yeah, that's um, it. But yeah, no credit to them. They, you know, they, they had some good banter and it was a, it was a good laugh. Um, but um, yeah. Exactly. For 90 minutes, we hate them again. Yeah, it just shows football is more than just a game, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and I uh, think to do to do something for, for Kevin as well, obviously, a lot of Stags fans will be behind that. And uh, dig deep, man, it's, it's a walk, isn't it? It's putting one foot in front of the other and just enjoying it. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's a very long walk. It's a long walk, walk though, and, it it's, a and, it's, walk. and it's uphill most of the way as well. So, yeah. uh, Why are you telling me this now when I'm trying to back out? Tell you, it's, it's very hilly, I've got to, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, we did it, a few, like I said, a few years ago, going to Chesterfield, and uh, for those that did that, I think it's going to feel like a doddle comparison <laughs> to come back, because one, it's uphill, and two, it's November, and it's going to be very, very cold. It's not going to be like September, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be an early start. I'm not making this any more appealing for you, am I? But yeah, very early start. I think we're going to be at the ground. It's actually around at six uh, to be at. Uh, well, don't quote me on this. I can't remember. I think it's six to be at Chesterfield for half past six, and then that's probably not right. I don't know. Um, we'll figure it out. It's the, all on the written. The point the is, documents, but it's early. Start. I'm doing it. Mark's doing it. Cam's doing it. Simon's Simon doing it. it. Nathan's doing it. And if you can as well, do get involved. And if you can't. Join us on the donation page and give whatever you can to what it will be a fantastic cause. Let's round things up then. Uh, predictions, Nathan, first and foremost, Stevenage. Stevenage, I'm going to go for a uh, 3-1 win. Cam? 2-0. Mark? 1-0. I'm going to go uh, 2-0, clean sheet. And uh, uh, even though we are without Danny Rose, of course, suspended. Oh, yeah, 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've got goals in other areas. Port Vale, Tuesday night, I'll go the opposite way around now. I'm going to go for a... Narrow 2 1 win stacks, Mark. Yeah, 2 1 stacks. Cam? 4 1. Ooh, Ooh, big. 1 0. Stacks. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, earlier on at the start of the show, we asked you the connection <coughs> question. The Stags first played Stevenage outside the Football League in front of the TV cameras in October 2008, losing 3 2. Which French lonely defender was sent off and gave away a penalty? Mark, you think you. Did you say you thought you knew or you knew? You knew. Yeah, you said Can you said you. you yeah. No? Nathan, you I said probably, didn't I? Probably. probably. Give me your probably then. Alex Shinny? Can? Oh. Mark? Max Shannon. Max Shannon, yeah, Maxime Shannon is the oh. right answer, yeah, the yeah. Uh, long haired, mop haired, who actually has gone on to have a really decent ish career above, but he thought he was absolute cat for us, but that always happens, doesn't it? We'd um, on. Uh, well, there you go. Oh, Are we talking French now? I mean, do you want to do a French? I mean, I can't. <laughs> the, only, the, only French that, the only French that I can do is uh, Bon Jour, Jim Apple Craig, do you speak English? That's just about it for this week's Men's Film Matters podcast. Then thank you as ever for all the comments and for joining us uh, once more. As we said earlier on, obviously football is just the game, and we are going to be doing this uh, this walk in a couple of weeks' time. We'll put the links out there if you can support us. Please do so. Uh, get behind the boys, obviously on Saturday at home to Stevenage and Port Vale in the week as well. It just goes to show, like at Coventry last week, that support does make all of the difference and hopefully we sat back here in a week's time with somebody from an enemy camp as well I have got an exclusive announcement to reveal that one of my former work colleagues and a Chesterfield fan will be joining us in a Mansfield studio uh, to talk all about stag shirts this week lads so bring your stag shirts stag shirts stag shirts stag no fighting Cam, behave yourself and Nathan do what you like (laughs) all that's left to say is thank you very much for joining us if you've missed any of the show tonight you want to listen to the audio version we're on iTunes we're on Acast we're on Soundcloud and we're on mtfcmatters.co.uk this is a show for the fans by the fans why because Mansfield matters we'll see you at the same time next Thursday from me Craig Priest from Mark Plum from Cam Felton from Nathan Edge and from somewhere out in the cyberspace Simon Mercer bonjour Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.